Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here, and it's a Labor Day day. It's the Monday that is officially Labor Day, which to me signifies the end of summer. To me, summer is what happens between Memorial Day and Labor Day, and I think that's pretty much the way everybody else in this country sees it, especially the retailers and the places like amusement parks and things that are open seasonally. So it was fun while it lasted, but we're going straight into fall, which is okay. It's the summer and fall are my two favorite. They're my two favorite seasons. So I hope you're all having a good day. I've got some kids here, everybody's sleeping, well, most everybody's sleeping, and I was looking over my 1E Dungeon Master's Guide, as I do sometimes, and thinking about my love-hate relationship with skills, because this is where it started. When I've been playing D&D for a while, hey D&D for a while, and I saw that chart on page 12 that Gary put in there, player player character non-professional skills and the chart, it made me start thinking, what did the characters do before they decided to go down in a hole and adventure? Well, I, it just bugged me and bugged me because in the real life, very few, few people decide, even in a fantasy world, decide, oh, I'm just going to go and be a wandering adventurer and go down and kill monsters and get treasure and, you know, save the world or save the people or whatever. Very few of them do that. They, I mean, okay, sci-fi example, Star Wars. Everybody knows Luke Skywalker was basically a farm boy before he became a Jedi. So there you go. I've seen skill systems come. I've seen skill systems go. And there are some out there that I can deal with, something I can tolerate, But I like to keep it simple. Now, looking on page 12 here. um, Yeah. All right. Secondary skills table. Let me run it down real quick. I'll try to speed through this. It's a percentage roll. For those of you who don't know about it. It's, here's what they, here's what Gary gives you. Armor, Boyer, Fletcher, Farmer, Gardener, Fisher, Forester, Gambler, Hunter, Hunter, Fisher, Husbandman, Jeweler, Lapidary, Leather Worker, Tanner, Limner, Painter, Mason, Carpenter, Miner, Navigator, Fresher Salt Water, Sailor, Fresher Salt, Shipwright, Boats or, or Ships, Tailor, Weaver, Teamster, Freighter, Trader, Barter, Rur, <laughs> Trapper, Furrier, Woodworker, Cabinet Maker, and in the bottom it says can roll no skill of measurable worth, or the bottom says roll twice, ignoring the res- this result thereafter. All right, so much for speed read. But that's a that's a decent chart. That gives you some decent background stuff. Now applying it, he's like really vague. I always thought this was like the append no, not the appendixes for the D- for the for the game, but more like the appendix, like somebody's appendix where you can cut it out if you get appendicitis. It's like a dongle. It's like, you know, something they just put in there and they just left it and didn't really... Gary didn't really finish it. Because at the bottom, he says, when secondary skills are used, it is up to the DM to create and or adjudicate situations in which skills are used and useful to the player character. 
And it goes on as a general rule, having a skill, give the character the ability to determine the general worth and soundness of an item, the quality, the ability to find food, to make small repairs, or actually construct crude items, blah, 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 blah. And then it says, to determine the extent of knowledge in question, simply assume the role of one of these skills, one that you know that little something about, and determine what could be done with the knowledge. Okay, that's real vague. He was thinking more, I think, in a role-playing sense, and that really, that that didn't get that didn't get it for me. It's because it's basically, I, f- I felt like he was trying to blow off their experience as a person before they became an adventurer. He can't do that because most people can apply what they've learned in the past to the present. That includes dungeon delving or any kind of any kind of adventuring, for that matter. So, I don't think you should blow it off like that. Yeah, I've seen some good skill system. Rule Cyclopedia, I think, has a good skill system. It gives you, oh, about 26, 27 skills that you can get better at, if you want to go that way. And I never really, I kind of like, yeah, that's nice, but I didn't really want to go that way. But when I start getting to other genres like superheroes or other things like that, which rely on things like skill systems and power systems, it, it just sort of drove it home even further. So I'm always on a quest, it seems like, to find a good skill system, and I think I've come up with what I want. Now, my friend, Mike Stewart, who, along with Liz and Jim Wampler, they do Safe for Half podcast. I've podcasted with him for many years. He's written Victorious and other things. But before that, he wrote an article in Footprints. Footprints is the gaming zine of dragonfoot.org. And in number eight, he wrote an article called Expanded Secondary Skills, which I like because he gives me a little more meat. I may not follow exactly what he does, but he said he had been talking to Gary in the later years and said he it was supposed to be something like a saving throw that applies to saving throws. And I said, well, it doesn't quite get it for me because to me, saving throws are reactive. Oh, it could apply to saving throws, but it also could apply to stat rolls, which is proactive. Stat rolls are something you're trying to do. Saving throws are something you're trying to avoid. And he comes up with his own list of secondary skills and his list goes as follows it's a little more he added a few more things and things like that alchemy brewing administration ours magic astrology slash scrying blacksmith slash armor bowyer slash fletcher cortese farmer slash gardener fine arts fisher netting or harpoon forester gambler history slash religions hunter slash fisher Hook and line, husbandman, hus- animal husbandry, jeweler slash lapidary, leather worker t- slash tanner, limner slash painter. Anyway, he goes on. He added he had some some different stuff. What he didn't add is no skill of measurable worth and add to. I would put the add to back in there, but that no skill of measurable worth, there's no such thing. Sorry, Gary. Everybody's got every as bull as Bullwinkle J. Moo said, hey, everybody could do something. And uh, so, yeah, everybody can do something. And there's always something that can you apply there. But, and he also gives like secondary skills compared to classes in AD&D for his own world, the Realms of Adrienne, which you can find at Dragon's Foot. 
and he gives the definitions of the new skills he put in there, like Ars Magica and things like that, uh, Scribe, Physiker, which is a physical, uh, medical, medieval healing theory, things like that. But So he gives you something more to play with. Now, the way I found, I, I think I found the right one I want to use from, of all places, Tunnels and Trolls. Tunnels and Trolls has talents. They didn't add this until 7th edition for Tunnels and Trolls or 7.5. Yeah, 7th edition. But they have what they call talents. And characters don't have very many of them. But what they do are basically a stat booster, or a roll booster, I should say. And this kind of falls in line with what I think they do. Basically, they do a boost to whatever role you're doing at the time, which means you can apply it to a stat roll. You can apply it to a saving throw, depending on what you can do. Here's the thing. In Tunnels and Trolls Talents, your talent can be applied to anything. It is up to the GM and the player to decide what it applies to if the GM asks for a saving throw or saving roll. And the player thinks that his talent applies to that. He will ask if he can apply the talent. He says, okay. Or if the, or if the game master thinks he can. He says, okay. And that gives, them up a, that gives them a plus three on whatever they're rolling. And, I, and the fact that they get, you get to determine ad hoc is okay with me. Because I like that kind of thing because it gets the player... Well, well one, it, it helps, the, the, helps the role, of course. But two, it also gets the players more involved in the game, which is a good thing. So secondary skills have their place. Now, they used to have each talent associated with a stat, which they thankfully they stopped doing that in Tunnels and Trolls. But I think we can apply the Tunnels and Trolls type thing to secondary skills... Because if they're trying to, if they're, say, your character has engineering because he was raised in an environment where they built built stuff and they had architects or whatever, and they're trying to move a big boulder, he can use his engineering to figure out the best way to do it with, with physics and things like that, fulcrums and you name it. So that would get a plus three, up to plus three. They used to, They also had a, a system in there to better your talents, so you can get up to a four, or five, or six. But I, I and I can see that. I can see doing that. I would maybe do that on a casual basis in a game, not something concrete, but at the whim of the dungeon master or the game master, or whatever. So secondary skills. That's the way I would use them. Because they are, I just, that's the kind of skill system I'm happy with, I can deal with. So, if that helps you, I hope it does. But that's the way I'm handling it from now on, and I hope it helps you. So, that's all about secondary skills. And if you want to ask me about this, or talk more about this, or something like that, drop me a voicemail at Anchor, or... Drop me an email at oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We are monetized now, so if you want to throw me a few bucks, it would be appreciated for the upkeep of the show. And I'm going to go start my day, and I hope you folks have a great day. And until I see you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.